Jesus tells his disciples that he will give them another advocate, which will be with them forever. And he names this advocate as the spirit of truth. Jesus has a particular preoccupation with the truth, especially in the Gospel of John. You might recall that last Sunday in the first part of the 14th chapter of John that we had read in church, Jesus proclaims, I am the way and the truth and the life. Earlier in the Gospel in chapter 8, Jesus says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Later on in the story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, as it unfolds in the gospel, we see an example of what it looks like when someone is a little bit slippery with the truth. When Pilate is questioning Jesus, he asks, what is truth? I'm sure you've heard something like that before in an argument with another person or when someone's trying to convince you of something that really doesn't make any sense. What is truth? And of course, this is a deep philosophical question, one that millennia of philosophers have tried to examine. But I think that when Jesus is talking about the truth, he isn't digging into those deep philosophical questions. Rather, he's talking about something even more fundamental to who it is we are as human beings. How do you live a life that is fully authentic to yourself, to your community, and to the world? How do you live a life that honors God? How do you leave this world in a better place than the way you found it? How do you spread love in the world to people who need it and even to people who don't deserve it? Well, he tells us pretty simply that the truth is a very important factor in following him. If we are to be followers of Jesus, then we must live in the truth. And he tells us right here and right now that we will not be alone in this endeavor, but rather we will be sent an advocate, which he calls the spirit of truth. Jesus could have sent us a spirit of many different things, spirit of power, spirit of victory, spirit of wealth. And aren't these things that we hope for deep down in our lives? Except that what he sends us is the spirit of truth. The truth that Jesus talks about is the truth that he lives in us and we live in him. That's a pretty difficult truth to get your head around when you actually think about it. If we actually accepted this truth, then we would believe that we all belong to one another. It would be impossible for one human being to harm another one, because we all live together in God. And by our words and deeds, we would act as if we truly lived within God. This world would look like a much different place. But instead, as he says, we find it difficult to receive this spirit of truth. And when those falsehoods leak in, well, then things start to get a little shaky. We start to ask questions like Pilate did. 
What is truth, really? I could probably fudge this, and it's okay if they're saying that or this. And it's actually okay if this person gets hurt because, well, in truth, we're leading towards the higher good. But in God's truth, and the one that Jesus proclaims, everyone belongs to each other, and everyone belongs to God. That is the deep truth that he is talking about. And if we live in this truth, and if we truly are this Easter people that we proclaim, then when Christ was resurrected from the dead, he took with him not only all truth to be with us, but also liberates us from all falsehood, so that we too might live in truth at all times. The truth, and what it means, is actually a pretty hot topic these days, in case you haven't noticed or read the newspapers or watched TV or voted in the last several elections. Truth is a pretty important thing. The truth, that, as it's written in the gospel, is the Greek world, the Greek word aletheia. So if you know any altheas in your life, then you have the spirit of truth with you right there. The truth that Jesus is talking about is exactly the same truth that he says earlier in chapter 14, that he himself is the truth. And I think that we need that truth now pretty much more than we ever have before. I think that we are enthralled by this idea of what it means to live in truth, specifically because of the fact that it's so difficult now to know what is true and what is false. Norms are slipping. The ways that we previously related to one another have fallen away. You might have noticed that this week, when the former president was issued a judgment to pay damages, part of the judgment was that he had to pay for defamation, which means that the jury found that he was knowingly telling untruths about the person who was accusing him of a crime. It's the first time in the history of this country that a president or a former president has had to pay money in a civil judgment for lying, for telling an untruth. In other news of the week, you might have noticed that New York Congressman George Santos was indicted on federal charges. And I think one of the reasons why his story is gripping our attention so much is because of how brazenly he lied about himself and continues to lie. It's clear that there's a person in Congress who, whose relationship to the truth is a lot closer to Pilate's than to Jesus's. It borders on the edge of mental illness, the type of problems that people have when they no longer have touch with reality and are unable to represent themselves or the world clearly. This issue of the truth is in the air all the time. And unfortunately, of all the things that our modern technologies are assisting us with in advancing as a society, the truth is not one of them. We all know how easy it is to spread lies on social media. And our sense is that things are just going to get worse. Just this week, I was talking to someone who works in a senior position at a major tech company on artificial intelligence. 
You've probably seen the things about artificial intelligence that have come out in the last couple months. The app ChatGPT that can write a sermon for you if you just type it right in. I promise this one wasn't written by ChatGPT. Don't blame it on that app. But this person said that in a matter of not too much time, pretty soon we will start to see videos of people saying things that they actually never said or thought. The truth is about to be stretched beyond imagination. And our brains are not attuned to that level of scrutiny to need to be able to determine what is true and what is false. And this isn't just a matter of intellectual discussion or something that's an interesting fact. No, it's impacting our lives. We already know that a democracy cannot survive when people don't have a relationship with the truth and when lies are prevailing. Lies and untruths, of course, are the bread and butter of an autocracy. And it seems that in our system, we are going to become more and more vulnerable to that. But lies and falsehoods are spread about all kinds of things. Take, for instance, the issue of climate change and the climate crisis that we are facing. One of the most potent tools that the fossil fuel industry has used in order to keep us addicted to their product is lies, falsehoods about what the scientific community has had a consensus about for decades already. We saw the same thing happen with the tobacco industry as it tried to suppress the truth and spread lies about the deleterious effects of their product. Jesus wasn't lying when he said that he was the way, the truth, and the life, and that those three things all go together. Once you start to have a slippery relationship with the truth, life also becomes tenuous. And it becomes more and more difficult to respect the dignity of every human being when we live in a culture of lies. I think this is why we feel that our relationship with the truth is becoming so fragile. But to this, Jesus has an answer. He is going to send an advocate, the spirit of truth. This means that the spirit of truth already exists among us now. It is counteracting the effect of the lies and the untruths that are told all the time. And it means that to us as Christians, our job is simply to accept that spirit that God has given to us already. Well, what does living in the spirit of truth mean? What does it mean to us? How do you actually live that out in your own life? Well, if to follow Jesus is to live in the truth, then it means telling the truth to the world. It means speaking the truth about things that are actually happening. It means that we must stand up for justice and the things that we know are right and true. It means telling the truth to power, even when it means that we ourselves might be damaged or suffer a setback by saying words that aren't particularly flattering to people who make important decisions. It means telling truths like, yes, 
Our consumption of fossil fuels is destroying the planet. Yes, we do have the highest population of incarcerated people of any industrialized nation, and the vast majority of those people are people of color and people without economic means. It means, yes, our children are being harmed by laws that are passed by people who don't respect them and their own identities. It means that we have to keep telling the truth and keep drawing on the spirit of truth to tell those things. It also means telling the truth about ourselves. And sometimes that can be really scary. You see, part of telling the truth means making yourself vulnerable. And that's why it's so difficult for powerful people to do that. Think back again to the scene of Jesus talking to Pilate. If Pilate were to actually engage in a truth-telling ceremony with Jesus, well, then things might have turned out pretty differently. But Pilate doesn't stand to gain anything from telling the truth or even hearing the truth. So instead, he asks what it is after all. The amazing part of that story is that Pilate is not more powerful than Jesus. Jesus is Lord and Savior, and he is the one who is living in the truth. And so if he can do it, so can we. Every time we tell the truth about ourselves, we are living in the spirit of truth. Every time we tell the truth about who we are and who God made us to be, we are walking in the way and the truth and the life. And yes, it can be scary, but it's the only way to be a Christian. You know, for a religion that holds the gospel and proclaims it, far too often the church can be an agent of falsehood itself or suppressing the truth. Unfortunately, there are so many Christian groups, and perhaps even including the Episcopal Church from time to time, that tries to force people into a box, to not allow them to talk about themselves and who they are, that doesn't want to see that they are trans or that they are gay, or that they live a life that is different than the norms of the community. But every time that we actually stand up and say who we are and live into the truth, then we are injecting a new spirit of love into whatever community in which we live, whether that's the church or something else. And so it's the church's responsibility, all of us together, to listen to when people are telling the truth about themselves and their communities, and then to uphold them all by the power of the spirit. So my friends, the truth is pretty important. It's something that we need to prepare ourselves to be able to confront in the years and decades that come. Because discerning truth from falsehood is only going to become more and more difficult. And yet Jesus promises that we, as his followers, live inside the spirit of truth. And if we have that, then we can face any problem, any falsehood, and stand up to it with the truth. Believe it or not, we are still in the season of Eastertide. It's almost coming to an end. And on the day of Pentecost, we celebrate the fact that the Spirit is given to us as a gift. So today, we're getting ready 
by thinking about the truth and the ways that the truth can enter our lives anew in this holy season. But as for being Easter people, people who celebrate the sacrifice of Christ our Passover, I'd like to turn to this passage from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 5. Paul writes, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us, therefore let us keep the feast. Not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. When you come to this altar, come to receive the bread of sincerity and truth. It has been blessed by the spirit of truth, which lives within you. Let your lives also be sanctified by this truth and show it forth in the world for all people to see. Amen.